What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namacron. Where, where, where? <laughs> episode 36. We're still climbing. We're still getting out there and doing our thing. I'm your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurf, and joining me, of course, my two homies, starting with the man, the myth, the legend, the chungus among us, the bungus, oh, Ollie, the monstrosity. <laughs> Yeah, we started so strong, and then like, what up? Us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just living off the old uh, titles. Apparently, I, yeah, yeah, I, I told I, you. I, well, I've yet to introduce another one, so and I when you keep do adding them, and then they'll knock right. them out. The previous ones we'll add it to the list. Yeah, but the man also the legend. I like that. <laughs> I feel like that's new. It is new, but don't get used to it. You may have to share me. this. Just call me Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling. I would prefer not to. Have you seen those videos? I don't even know what that is, but also <laughs> joining me. Yeah, go, go. <laughs> Brian, the synthetic. What up, man? Yo. Do you Yo. do you have accolades that you would like to tie to your name? I do not, unfortunately. Are you sure? Because now I'm is the time awesome. apparently to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll find we'll find something. You could be like Ryan the Long Dong synthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan gotta go fast synthetic. I don't know why. It just always makes me think of Sonic whenever I hear synthetic. Synthetic. Just like a coked up Sonic. Or if you're Javier, shout outs to my boy Javier. He's he's Syntec. Oh, no way. Match made in heaven. That's that's what he used to call you back before before we straightened him out. He used to call you Syntec. <laughs> I love you, Javier. Keep doing you, man. Um Yeah, we got uh we got some stuff to talk about today, as we do every week, because we have an endless list of things to talk about because we nerds like that. Exactly. Just off the uh, off the old cuff there recently, She-Hulk episode one dropped for everybody. was uh, was a good time. It was a damn good time. Um, Ryan and I, of course, watched that during one of Ryan's fantastic watch parties. Definitely catch those in the evening times. Stay tuned yes, on his Twitch to fucking sort that shit out. Plus, at the end of the show, it'll let you know when shit's going down. Definitely oh. keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Ollie, you got to watch this on your own. Yeah, that's right. It was way too late for you to stay up. It was way past your I bedtime. Know, way past my bedtime. But that's okay. One day you'll grow up and you'll have a, a whatever bedtime you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> I am I'm stuck with uh, no life. <laughs> And not being able to watch these new shows. Like, what time did the episode come out? It was like midnight release, and oh, it was like it was like twelve fifty-five. I think is oh, when it geez, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. They could they could even give us a whole hour. They were just like eh, 55, 56, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. So you're curious what uh, I have to say about the episode? Yes, no. Sir. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say I'm curious about what Ryan has to say. About yeah, but we always save the best for last. I was <laughs> just kidding. You definitely need to go. Why is all? Why is Ryan always the best? 
fast. I mean, not, not that I'm complaining that he is. I'm just like, damn, why can't I be the best at some point? But you, you are the best. You're the be. best at being number two. Ryan's number one. You're number two, and I'm just the host. So okay, all I gotta know is that did you guys agree on how, on the episode? Like uh, I I think so. I think for the most part, I think we agree. like generally, yeah. I, I think okay. so. All right. But I mean, like I'm sure Ryan's got some shit he wants to fucking talk about. Yeah, I mean, he always does. He's like, I like it, but here's like twenty things that here's twenty thousand reasons it. why. <laughs> yeah, this could be better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I might disappoint you boys today. Oh, oh my god, you can't disappoint well, me. You're I my mean, boy. <laughs> I definitely can't ever get to Ryan's list of critiques in anything that I review. But I'll say, like, I just wasn't feeling this She-Hulk. Ooh. Like, I I don't know that it's something that I'm going to be interested in continuing to watch, to be honest. I might just, like, have to hear it from okay. you guys. I don't know if it was oh, just damn. because I was half asleep last week and I wasn't sleeping too well. But I watched that episode, and normally being half asleep and lacking sleep, you, you kind of get into this, like, delirious state where just everything's funny to you. But I, I was just, like, staring at that, like, cold face, and I'm just like... I I don't know. Like I won't say it was a bad episode or bad writing or anything like that. I'm just not getting the vibe of the show. So I don't know. Like I don't know what else there is for me to really like say about it. Like maybe when you guys start talking about it, I'll start coming up with the Well, like I, I also want to know what you think is going on with stuff. Like what's what's actually happening aside from just your thoughts okay, on so, the episode so like what do you think we're gonna see it next episode and yeah. so forth well i i basically felt like this episode was very backwards like usually they end the episode with something like interesting and being like oh that's why you should watch episode two but this episode they started with the most interesting thing in the episode and to and that to me was the whole fact that there was like the fucking what was the ship from the planet that Hulk Sakaar. was just on. Sakar, yeah, the Sakarian ship. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, wait, where did I see that before in, in the MCU? And then I was like, yeah, that's fucking Thor Ragnarok when they were on Sakar. And um so he's act they're actively like looking for Hulk at this point. Um and trying to probably grab him back because what was his name? The Grandmaster or something? Um is trying to get him back because he was his like champion and everything and undefeated um but i'm wondering then if that's just like a way for them to say like hey like planet hulk could still happen like i don't know that's kind of like where i hope they're going with this sakar still being involved in it otherwise they would not have involved them because anytime marvel has introduced something and then completely dropped it it's not come up again like Case in point, I was watching a few videos about how there's been end credit scenes in this Marvel movie, that Marvel movie, that they've literally never touched on. Like, the whole Scorpion end credit scene of, like, the first Spider-Man, like, he didn't come back, and it's been, like, three more movies since then, right? That's had Spider-Man in them. Um, and there are definitely other movies that I can't think of off the top of my head that have had something like that. He didn't like come that. back yet. 
yeah i guess but usually when they do something like that it sets up the sequel like case in point guardians of the galaxy every movie has basically set up the sequel in it you know and spider-man's been like the one one of the series that doesn't do that like it doesn't really lead into the next one as clearly except for obviously this latest one where um you know he gave out his identity and and you can't just like time skip from that or i guess you could but you know people are really intrigued to see what happens with it um but anyways so i i am curious about that um sakarian ship and the whole purpose it's there um and man i've kind of gone off ryan what was your like initial question uh in regards to what well just like what you asked me that i got into this like you were were you asking if oh i I was just i was just asking uh just for you to like give a little further detail on on your thoughts like just bringing up specific things that uh that you did or didn't like or thought are going to be relevant in in later episodes just like a little just more i guess Okay, well, um, yeah, like, one thing that, um, so, I feel like at this point it's confirmed that our theory about, like, the bracelet thing that Bruce was wearing at the end of Shang-Chi, um, was definitely, like, something to keep his Hulk persona, like, away, um, Mm -hmm. and so... Didn't one of you call that? I think it was Ryan, I think Ryan had that theory... I don't think it was. I me. know that one of us said it in the episode of the podcast that we did. I feel like that's a Ryan thing to say. Yeah. I don't remember who said it, but I I feel like I'm ninety percent certain that one of us said it. Yeah, yeah. For it sure. Sounds familiar. And, it, and, and then around that time too, I definitely was seeing it as a theory. I think it was after that. I know one hundred percent it was not me. Yeah, I was gonna say, but because <laughs> you know I'd be all over that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, like this, his cousin, first of all, like the fact that they just like, I get that we don't know anything about Bruce, even technically his, it was what the Edward Norton film that was canon. It was that one that was the incredible Hulk, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, not yeah. the not the Banna one because I think the Banna <laughs> one showed way more of his childhood. The Edward Norton one was like a spiritual sequel to the Banna one, right? Because he was already like 10, 15 years into his whole like trying to evade authorities. Um, and so we don't know really much about uh, Bruce Banner's family or anything. And then they just kind of introduced Jennifer Walters to us. And already I'm just like, this feels very like not shoehorned is the way but that's what that's the word i want to use is it just like oh all of a sudden we just should be okay with like introducing this character as if they've had like history and you know they got they got good chemistry and and whatnot but i don't know i just like i couldn't really suspend my disbelief and like all of a sudden this bruce banner guy is hanging out with his family when you know they've had so many movies he's in that they could have explored his background but they give us nothing and then I don't know. I just it sits weird with me. Um, I feel like he should have had his own standalone by now, 
but I guess the way they wrote Hulk in the MCU from the beginning was that he was no longer that like runaway where Shield was going after him or whoever else, the U.S. military. Um, and so it would be hard to kind of write him in a way that he was completely the villain um, until I guess now with Sakaar and them touching on the World War Hulk storyline. Um, but anyways, I just. I just kind of wish that I saw Hulk as the fucking beast that he is. And they're really moving away from that. And he's now this like comical character. Um, and I don't know if I like that. I preferred smart Bruce Banner who made Ultron and who could transform into Hulk over like smart Hulk or professor Hulk or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just and and then the fact that again we see that trope where this person's had the same powers for like ten minutes as this other guy who struggled with it all his life to control it, and then all of a sudden she's like better if not the the same in strength and ability as he is. But she doesn't have a second person living in her conscience. conscience. Okay, but there's something I read about that that I never really considered and is goes to my point again that we don't know much about this bruce banner in the mcu because they haven't really explored his character too much but he's a very traumatized person i was reading somewhere that hulk is a ramification of like or a manifestation of his trauma growing up and being on the run and whatnot but you know if you've seen the the banna uh one you know like his upbringing and whatever um but he, people were saying that the only reason he has the other personality is because he basically lets go and his trauma takes over because it brings out that rage so it's still bruce but it's the trauma bruce and i got something uh that i'm gonna talk about a little later um yeah probably during my um like yeah. when i when i'm discussing my thoughts that will very likely change your mind oh, okay <laughs> and well anyways <laughs> Jennifer Walters, she doesn't have that like trauma, but what I feel is going to be the chip on her shoulder is going to be being like someone who's trying to balance her her regular life and being a lawyer and being like a you know a woman at the same time doing all that because they very clearly brought that up that and I feel like that's going to be a theme in the show, um, but. I don't know, like, I really, like, am turned off by this trope of people just getting the same powers and automatically controlling it. But at the same time, you know, when you introduce a new character like that um, and you don't want to spend the time, like, explaining how they get from point A to point B, like, case in point, the recent Thor movie where we got the mighty Thor and it was six months after she had gotten Mjolnir. But, um... I guess I, I could, that was like a way better of a transition because they did explain that it's been some time. Um, and obviously when you become a god, like I feel like it just becomes natural. It probably comes natural to, naturally to you or whatever. But anyways, yeah, I just I, I just am not sure about um, the kind of context they're giving this Jennifer mm -hmm. Walters She-Hulk. I feel like it's happening way too fast and they've barely developed Hulk and now they're trying to like move on with another one um 
And, you know, this show better introduce some big ramifications to the MCU because this is like the second, no, this is the third Marvel show, I guess fourth, what am I, okay, there's been a ton, (laughs) but like you have someone who's been an, an OG Avenger show up, you better have like, you know, some big involvement with the MCU as a whole you know and the only one that hasn't been true to that is been hawkeye so um yeah, yeah. but go on no i was just saying yeah yeah okay i i heard a now so oh um, no no sorry that was a yeah like a, a in, yeah. in agreement sir yeah so um and plus like i mean the humor of the show is okay um the fourth wall breaking thing i don't i don't know like i i didn't really feel like she was breaking the fourth wall i totally thought that she was just talking to somebody in the room and you the camera just happened to be like by them and i didn't clue in that that was a fourth wall break i don't know if that was just me but um that was definitely just you okay and i can't remember if there was another fourth wall break remember you did say you were in a, a state of delirium after working for so long no, well, not sleeping. Well. On the, and not um, sleeping very well yeah. due to work and other things. Um, um, but still, yeah, it's like maybe I'll give it a rewatch or I'll see what I feel about with episode two to decide if I want to continue with the show. But hey, I don't that's know. It was just, I just feel like it, it, it's one of, if it already feels to me like season one of a show that doesn't really find its footing for three seasons. Like, and Marvel has usually been really good about like hitting the beat right off the start. So I, I feel know, like have you ever is... watched Agents of Shield? Um, I'm talking MCU <laughs> Marvel. We don't talk about Agents of Shield, who's clearly like a CW show in disguise. Like, come on, it truly <laughs> is. Yeah. It truly is. I'm surprised CW didn't just pick it up and jerk it off. Yeah, well, I mean, like the first two seasons, they couldn't Tenderly, even call it Hydra until the fucking. It wasn't even the end of season two that it, that uh, Winter Soldier came out, but it was like three episodes from the finale that Winter Soldier came out in season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's when they can finally start saying Hydra this, Hydra that. And they showed a lot more of the background of what was going on um, after the ramifications of Captain America Winter Soldier. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey man, it's okay to not like the show. Yeah, no, I'm I just mean, saying like I, Marvel I, can't I, knock it out of the park forever. Yeah, right? that's I mean, true. Like... But at the same time, I'm like, what are like? I know we've said this before. Like, where is this show going? But we've always known that it was introducing someone who actually like <clears throat> was going to be in a movie, or it was going to lead somewhere, or at least had an Avenger in it. But this one, it has an Avenger in it, but at the same time, like, I can't see where they're going with She-Hulk. Like, I'm more interested in Bruce Banner. Why didn't they make a, a Hulk show and just have her as a side character, you know? Like... Are you kidding me? In today's day and age, you're going to side character a female lead? Oh, I know, because Marvel has no female leads, right? <laughs> you got the Marvels and Wanda and um, who else? Well, Carter. Oh, yeah. Agent but, Carter. But she's, like, dead. In in some iterations. Yeah. And then we're going to do a multiverse just to bring more female leads back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she did come back very briefly. <laughs> but... 
yeah very very briefly anyways yeah like i feel like my main gripe with this is i'm starting to realize that like why aren't we getting more hulk and why are they just suddenly like moving away from this character they've barely explained like even hawkeye has had way more exposition throughout the mcu than hulk has right it seems like they're almost afraid to tackle this 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 storyline like because i think they're saving him they gotta be they gotta be doing some world war for what for like world war hulk like that's such a huge comic book storyline like at least for the character like is that where hulk like loses it and just fucking destroys the world well it was that iron man and the rest of the avengers kicked him off earth because he was doing too much too much damage and he was scaring people so they just put him in a ship and fucking launched him into space and he ended up on sakar which is nothing like what it is in the in thor ragnarok it's basically a a medieval place where i think korg's people are there and so is um the the little bug guy meek yeah yeah i I think i've seen the animated movie yeah yeah and but then that's just one part of it because i think that's planet hulk if I remember. Yes, you know, you're right. That is Planet yeah. Hulk. And then World War Hulk, you know, he comes to Earth and fucks shit up. So So um, who who fights him? I I personally haven't read all of World War Hulk, but I imagine like everybody, like it was Ryan, like do, do you, it seems like an Avengers story? level threat. Uh, well he comes back with an army of gladiators from Sakar. And he basically fights uh, the Avengers, which at this time isn't all that different from standard Avengers. Uh, like there, I'm pretty sure Black Panther was there, um, <clears throat> Iron Man, Captain America. Uh, I I don't know about Widow or Hawkeye. Um, Thor, I think. Might or no, maybe I don't think Thor was there actually. I think they he fights Thor later on. Um, but I would say like just your typical Avengers for the most part. I still really need to see that go down. I fucking love when the Avengers have to fight Hulk, like the Ultimate Avenger movie, because there was two of them, like where Hulk goes mad. Yeah. I think it was the first one, and they all have to band together to fucking fight him out and, and bring him down. God damn! Crazy. I love that shit. I'm just yeah, a big Hulk awesome. fan, though. Hulk's like one of my favorite Marvel characters because he's just a big, angry ball of fury. Yeah. And damn near indestructible. Like, and so far, I'm... we've only ever really seen one person defeat Hulk, and it was a minor defeat. It wasn't even like a like a major defeat. I don't care what anybody out there says. Thanos, I, there should have been a rematch. There really should have been a rematch. That's all I'm saying. Hulk's yeah, just a fair. just a, a primitive fucking brawler. He just throws throws arms and legs out there, and when they hit shit, stuff breaks. Thanos is a tactician and probably a very 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 skilled hand to hand combatant, and that's the only reason he won. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Like I'm really interested in Hulk as a character and I I want them to touch more on why he like disappeared when Thanos was there because if it was like a trauma thing then I don't like I don't know why Thanos would have made Hulk scared to come out the other guy, you know? 
Right. Um, Do you think they'll touch know. on that in this? Because well, I hope obviously so. Bruce is going to be a. I'm. I mean, I think Bruce is going to be a bigger part. It'd be really stupid to have him in like the first episode and then like only dot him in a couple places. I didn't even consider that. Honestly, if they do not have Bruce Banner show up until the very last episode or something like that, I think this whole show is going to be like a wash. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I get that Hawkeye, you know, they, they brought on a new person, um, but he was in the show and he's had a lot, like I said, to do in the previous Avengers movies. And then, um, like, you know, WandaVision carried her show, Loki carried his show, and if they do Hulk dirty and not have him be in this show when they've barely given him anything in <clears throat> previous things, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit miffed and, like, why would they waste this good character? Like, I feel like right. there's a lot to explore with him, for sure. Hashtag, hashtag more screen time for Hulk. And and he's not like getting younger, right? But I mean, it's a lot of it is CGI, <laughs> anyways. So I could see him go for quite a long time, you know. Well, they'll just keep making them young. If they could, if they could do it for, <laughs> if they can do it for uh, what's his name in Ant Man, Douglas Kirk Douglas, not yeah. Kirk Douglas. Yeah, yeah. That's is it Kirk true. Douglas? Yeah, I think so. Kirk Douglas. Which, that sounds right. Which, <laughs> was um, it like Michael the guy Douglas. who plays Hank Pym. Whichever, Douglas. Michael Douglas. Hank Pym. Yeah, sorry, Michael yeah, okay, Douglas. Sorry. You're right. Kirk Douglas was his dad. Yeah. I hope I'm um, really not mixing it. Either way, if they can do that, if they can make him look young in both yeah. Ant-Man and in uh, Endgame, then yeah. they can make anybody young. Yep. Because he's one old motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. I... I, I just, I want to see more Hulk. Like, I'm not interested in She-Hulk. Like, they're passing the torch way too early with this character. I don't think that torch has passed just yet. I think, I think we're, I think we're going to get there. Oh, and Why don't then... you go ahead then, Alex? Why, why don't you, uh, like, same thing that Ollie did, and give us your thoughts yeah. on the episode and also what you think this is going to, um, where, where it's going to go. Where it's going to go. Um, I actually really liked this. I thought it was a great episode. Um, I thought the humor was on point. It wasn't too... It, it wasn't too out of place in too many places. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I just thought the interaction between her and Bruce was, was pretty good. I do kind of see all of your point with... Uh, like, you know... We have no background on Bruce at all, and now all of a sudden he's hanging out with his cousin. Yeah, like where's where did where did that intersect? Where did that start? Yeah, and they mentioned and that was something kind of, about a family reunion, right? Well, did right, they not? or family dinners. Yeah. So and when did like, Bruce get? When did Bruce start seeing his family? Yeah. And after so many years on the run, I guess the yeah I, after I, so I, long everybody knows that bruce banner is the hulk so like so they must have welcomed him back i guess because oh he's perhaps. an avenger but like for i and i guess they wouldn't have known in the first place that he was the hulk was he i'm not certain i because, really don't know because then they wouldn't have had any reason to be mad he was just mia and like <clears throat> a missing person where they posted missing person posters or something up and now he's back right. and so i could see that but still like explain it well, right. So, like, where where is this? Because they seem pretty 
pretty close when they're driving to wherever the fuck they yeah. were driving to. And like, where did, when did that relationship develop? Like, how did that develop? Were they always close? Like as kids, were they, were they close cousins or like, how did they, I, I want to know more about their friendship, their family, their relationship. Well, clearly it's something genetic because they contain some genetic element that's similar, right? Right. Um, so who knows? But uh, I, you know, when that Sakaar and ship dropped, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't. I think I saw the the trailer that had that happen in it. Oh, did it? Or a snippet, rather. There was a snippet. Yeah, so yeah. I, was like, I could have just skipped this whole episode. Just kidding. Um, but I didn't see that till way late, until like a week before. Well, launch. that trailer was like that was the final trailer when we saw right. it. Oh, then hundred percent wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, it came out. I think the the friday before uh the first episode dropped so it was super new that that trailer was uh was like a pre-showing trailer kind of thing okay yeah okay and i was super stoked for that because now like is he being hunted by the grandmaster are they gonna see that there's more than one hulk and maybe make off with with, with what's her name jennifer Jennifer, yeah. yeah. They're going to make off with Jen? And is it, is it going to be Bruce having to fucking go save her? Is that what's going to start? Oh, wow. A they Planet Hulk or, or a World yeah. War Hulk? Um, I mean, could be, because doesn't he get, like, married at the end of Planet Hulk and has, like, a kid and then they die and that was, like, the whole World War Hulk thing? Well, not with She-Hulk, I hope. That's his cousin. I know, I know, but, like, I, what I'm saying That's is only legal gonna... in Arkansas, bro. They're gonna replace, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna replace his that motivation because Marvel has definitely been taking a lot of liberties with, and I, I guess I shouldn't even call them liberties because it's a different take entirely. But yeah, you know what I mean. I feel you. Um, I liked the whole. I mean, I felt like her her training session was a touch rushed. Um, but I also found it funny in a way that she was just able to master all of this and Bruce had to take years and years of practice, mostly because he was fighting with somebody else in his head to be able to do this kind of stuff. And she was more natural at it. And I understand that there's a trope that, that falls into that. And we, we discussed things like this in uh, previous episodes with, um, with Miss Marvel and, and things of the like. Uh, but I, I felt that it was a necessary contrast, uh, but I think it's, I don't think it's going to bite Marvel in the ass. I think it's going to come around and bite Jen, her character in the ass because she's, I think she's going to overcompensate being too cocky that she's just amazing at all these things. And she's going to get her ass handed to her. Yeah. 100%. So I, I think maybe, I think maybe that there's going to be some sort of nuanced lesson uh, folded into that, seeing that she was an adept quick study was kind of braggy about it. Let's like, let's be real, especially with the, the stone toss. And fuck me, I died. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Just pick up the rock and throw it. She gets a good distance over it. Then he gets, he gets jealous and fucking like supersonics oh, yeah. that rock across the ocean. <laughs> He's like, I just, I just had to show you how it was done. She's like, Oh yeah, you showed me. Like, 
Where do you think that's going to land? Like, I hope in the ocean, right? I also hope somewhere in the ocean. Otherwise, some poor... Well, fuck fuck that Atlantean with, you know, in particular, whatever they're called in the Marvel Universe. Oh, you mean uh, what's showing up in Wakanda forever? Yeah. Namor and his folk? Yeah, Um, because in the trailer they had the the They're breaking away... That was Hulk. You know, <laughs> with that with that one rock, yeah. that's what caused it. Yeah, not well, I mean, a giant called... fucking celestial crawling out of the planet. <laughs> just, just this little. You... <laughs> okay. Would that make you so angry? Like, holy shit! If it was the rock that, that like just yeah. triggered an avalanche of of other rock off a volcano that triggered a, a an earthquake, a triggered yeah. a, an eruption, like that would. That would piss me off to no end. In fact, <laughs> I think I would throw in my Marvel card and be like, I'm done. You're a DC fan. <laughs> I'm now. done. I'm well. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would. I don't think I, I don't think I could fully be like, I'm a big DC fan. I'm not. I, I definitely prefer Marvel to DC, but that's only because Marvel's been showing that they're more than capable of putting together good live action. Um, or mostly good live action. They've had some iffy things, and we we all know how I feel about them. Um, but DC is still struggling to to put that together. I hope, honestly, I hope that, that changes with Black Adam. I hope that that's going to be a very entertaining, very awesome movie. It's yeah. quite possible that it's just going to be hot trash, and it's just you know the rock you know that's why they're being and it's the rock being the rock like why not but he feels that you know he's made for this role like like he is the he is the ryan reynolds to dc right now like black adam was is his thing just like ryan reynolds of course has deadpool um and green latin no no (laughs) no just no not really (laughs) i mean would it kill anyone to make a proper green lantern movie that's all i'm saying like lantern core is fucking cool as shit that's probably why they they dropped the green lantern live action that they were you know what for you ollie it's just it's the green lantern from now on yeah i I can't speak this uh (laughs) what, what is it delahaye's wave Wave Runner that I'm using is giving me I've, stutters. Yeah, I've never had Delahaye. Is any good? I I like it. I quite like it. I think a, a lot, lot of people, people over... like really loved it. Yeah, I a lot of people also overlook like Symbol. I feel like not enough of their products are out these days as well. But uh, I I like Wave Runner. It's a definitely a good one. Hell yeah. Um, what else? Not gonna lie. I definitely prefer She-Hulk over her human form. I prefer her Hulk form. Oh. In, she's uh, kind of hot. Yeah, I was going to... Okay. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. She's kind of hot. I don't know. Huh. Hey, man, look. I've got a thing for for female heroes. I don't that know what it is. New Snoo heroes, particularly? Oh, all, <laughs> all of them. Like, I love Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman just happens to be drop-dead gorgeous. She-Hulk just happens to be pretty fucking hot like all these female heroes i mean there's something about a woman in incomplete power and being able to just fucking damn find this could guy just could destroy you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with one look 
Yeah. I mean, it's not like that. I don't know what it is, man. That's why I like, you know, I play when I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I picked a female character. One, because I wanted a Wonder Woman simulator, and I thought that was the best way I'd be able to get that. Um, yeah. And two, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've always been that way. Ever since I was like a, a young kid, I always thought you, like female female heroes were, were cooler than, than a lot of male heroes. Yeah. Something about it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it stems from some sort of childhood issue. Uh, maybe Maybe parental issues. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a psychologist. I mean, probably don't have to go that far. Like, there's nothing no, wrong with, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with, with, I mean, you when you have a game that lets you pick who you want to be, like, sometimes you just pick the thing that's the most opposite to you, and, like, gender is, like, the first thing that can Hell come yeah. up that way, just innately. I feel like you can, that's probably You can ask Ryan, all of my WoW characters, every single one of them, female. Yeah. Yeah, how many WoW characters do you have? <laughs> Damn. Like, well, I mean, you max them out already? No, you can't really. Well, I mean, you can max out, but it's something ridiculous, like 12 or 14. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see. I've got... The Shaman was first. Now I've got my warrior working on a mage. I do have a hunter booting around somewhere. And is there one more for me? I have four or five on the go right now. And aren't now. there like... I mean, the last time I played World of Warcraft was probably like 2008, like probably oh, like somewhere back. back then. So I, I like, I remember there being a few different species or races as well, and I played a Tauren. Um, oh, you played Horde as well, eh? Good for you, man. Horde's where it's yeah. at. And um, have they added like a lot more? Like, does that change the gameplay? I can't. I couldn't remember if I know it started. It started differently the game, but eventually you'd get to a point where whatever where it all comes together. you had, yeah, it all comes together. Um, well, with Battle for Azeroth, everything kind of starts in the same place right now. Um, but you can also choose to do original content and start in like your proper starting area and like play the game from like a an almost vanilla aspect. Um, and I don't know if it has any real impact on the game now with all the rebalancing that's happened over the last decade and a half um but like back in the day specific uh races had different passives and shit that were beneficial in the long run uh to even to some some classes like there were some things that were even class specific class and race specific um i don't have any prime examples but i think ryan and i were talking about this the other day I don't remember. Or was it, was it someone at work, perhaps? McLean and I, maybe? I don't know. There was there was something about old uh, old characters from back in the day, but where did, how do we get to this? Uh, Female characters, got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I I, uh, I really did like this first episode. I thought it was funny. The only if I had to pick apart a few things. Um, the scene where she's trying to storm off and Bruce goes to stop her and she gets in the fucking Jeep and it's like almost literally drives off with him on the hood. I thought, no, that wouldn't happen. He just stop. he'd stop her with one fucking hit. The man punched a Chitari war worm thing out of the fucking sky in New York so fucking hard that it literally stopped, buckled 
its entire vertebrate system and then flew up above and over his head because he hit it so fucking hard. You're going to tell me he can't stop a Jeep? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I definitely get your point. Like, I was the one that even was talking about the whole, like, <laughs> I hate how somebody has better or worse powers or whatever and like now he's like nerfed or whatever but i i think he was just holding back because obviously he doesn't want to hurt or destroy the car i suppose so i I mean like that one to me kind of made sense because he's all about pacifism now or whatever but uh i i see your point yeah i'm just saying he if he really wanted to stop her he still could have done it non-violently he could have just planted his feet and put his hands on the hood Hand, yeah, a hand, a pinky even. Did she <laughs> did she not like rev the engine at that point or something and he just wasn't expecting her to like fight back that much? I can't really remember the I, I you know what it's I'm having a hard time remembering detail for detail. Because that could be the other thing, is maybe maybe she did that. Even if they didn't show that she did that, maybe she could have done that and then like he wasn't expecting it and Right. Yeah. Uh and then the, the end scene, actually the courtroom scene. It was probably probably the most hokey out of the entire episode for me um you know like that whoever that villain was that burst in through the wall and instead of like her immediately jumping into action she pretends she's just a normal human and hides behind the desk and then it's her secretary friend secretary is like go do your thing girl she's like what she's like yeah go go deal with that you can go deal with that that's a you thing (laughs) <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's right, because, you know, I've got superpowers. And then goes to step out, and she's like, take your shoes off first. Like, like very, I don't know, it was very campy, very hokey. Uh, I didn't really care for it. And then, like, she just hulks out and then hits this chick once, which I know, I understand that a Hulk can do that, can end an entire situation in one punch. But I wanted a little more, more. Like, we spent the entire episode building up watching her train with Bruce, watching her get a handle on things, learning a touch about her actual career and, and, and all that. But I think it was all just too too quick. I needed a little more. Yeah. Well, they did do a time skip, did they not? Because what you were seeing with her learning at Bruce's place... Oh, it was like weeks prior or something, right? Weeks, well, months? I feel like it was like, yeah, weeks to a year or something, like months to a year, anywhere between that time, because she went from um, talking about how she just got to this point in her career when she became She-Hulk, and then she was telling the story at the bar at the beginning of the episode or something that, like, I I, I don't know, I just feel at some point they did give the vibe that it's been, like, quite a while, because I think... Let's say weeks, weeks, months. Yeah, 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 it's definitely been quite some time, I feel so she's gone like used to it a... and her at least her co-workers yeah she did do that fourth wall break where she said like you you and you know that um uh that i'm she hulk and can do this right. or whatever um and i guess as, as far as fourth wall breaks go i don't mind it i think it's it's definitely done tastefully uh to her character because her character in the comics also breaks the fourth wall a lot so it's not yeah, out of the ordinary yeah yeah, I definitely um, don't mind also, it. Also, don't think it was that great. In in the comics, She-Hulk's kind of a slut. Is she? Yeah. There well, are uh, I saw uh, a posting today, I don't remember where either on one of the socials. 
and it was like She-Hulk in the comics, and it was like at least eight panels, eight or ten panels of like different people in the comics she slept with, Bruce included, so I don't understand that one. Whoa, really? Right? Weird. Yeah, strange. Um, uh, but like the Juggernaut, uh, she's Deadpool, Tony Stark, like, um, uh, fuck, what is uh, Thanos' brother's name? Eros? Yeah. Like, there's like a whole bunch of people she slept with. Is her like original comics like written by dudes? Like, probably. That? Yeah, because that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, like, they, they must have like, I'm sure they did this to many uh, uh, female characters in the in the comics, especially early on. You know, back in those times, I don't know how long ago She-Hulk was invented or written up or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if like that was just the thing. Because you know how even Black Panther was originally, they were like, he's beating up too many white guys. Like you got to make it like, <laughs> not that not that bad and then like the next one they did was he beat up like the nazis or something didn't he or the Ku Klux those Klan. are the those are the best white people to beat up though yeah exactly so they were like yeah tone the violence down and like don't have him beat up so much white people and then they were like yeah how about he defeats the kkk and uh yeah so yeah maybe they're they're doing something her character now and trying to get away from all that but at the same time that's kind of what i was saying was that like i i feel this show is definitely going to step into the whole feminism thing and be 1980 dominated uh 1980 okay 1980s when she was created her first appearance was the savage she hulk number one february of 1980 created by stan lee and john buscema I mean, to be fair, it's even, like, in her name, She-Hulk. Like, why isn't she given just, like... I know that all the other Hulks, there's, like, Red Hulk, whatever, but She-Hulk is just too close to what they... It was the 80s. They also had He-Man and yeah. She-Ra. Like... <laughs> I suppose. I, I Yeah, I suppose. Well, She-Ra, <laughs> She-Ra I, can, I can give some leeway to because, you know, that in and of itself doesn't sound like it's super gendered just so happens that she is like you know the pronoun in it but like she hulk there is a hulk he is a male but he isn't called he hulk but there is a female hulk and she's called she hulk and it's kind of like the male she male thing that was going on and people were trying to say no they're trans (laughs) trans now and yeah so i just feel like they're they could have called her something else or I guess the name is iconic or people don't really care that much, but the, the just kind of innately, what would yeah, you call her? Well, that's the thing. It's iconic only because she's called that, but the name is innately, you know, almost sexist. Like, yeah, like, you know, so I feel like they're definitely going to, the vibe I get from the show is they're definitely going like the, like a bit of a, more feminist kind of thing because i don't even think captain marvel or wandavision really touched on that a whole lot captain marvel didn't touch on feminism did did we watch the same movie well it mostly touched on the whole pakistan um immigrant thing and the partition and whatnot i would i would no 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 no. captain marvel or miss marvel 
Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about the show. I was yeah, like, Captain hold Marvel, up, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Miss Marvel. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I'm just trying to compare the shows because I don't want to go apples to oranges with the movies and back and forth a whole lot. That's fine. We'll go kiwis really... to cherries, bro. Kiwis to cherries. There you go. Hell yeah. 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 Anyways, I just with the whole her her speech at the end about being angry and then the her um talking about the the whole lawyering thing yeah i just mm-hmm. I, I think that they're definitely gonna go um some way with it where she like owns the name or something somebody calls her that and she brings up how like diminutive that is and whatever i don't know but anyway hey, tangented off no that's okay i'm just about to finish up anyway um as far as where this is going for me, it's too early for me to formulate any kind of theories. Although I guess at the top of this, I kind of like threw one out there haphazardly with what if the Sakarans take her off and now Bruce has got to go fucking fight in the Coliseum to go get, I mean, I'd be all about that. Even if this show flops massively on its head, but it ends with the Sakarans taking her off to Sakar and Bruce has got to go fucking save her in a movie. I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll pay I twice. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys. I really, really, really want to see a Hulk movie. What we got was not great. Ang Lee's Eric Bana's fucking garbage, stupid Hulk movie from 1998 or whatever was horrendous. Like, yeah. hor- I didn't care for it at all like that that shouldn't have been greenlit that was just a bad idea and not canon yeah so that's just that's just some one-off shit edward norton and abomination ed Ed norton's was a little bit better was far more entertaining yeah but still wasn't there was like one big fight i'm tired of watching hulk smash things to pieces buildings tanks planes I want to watch him smash battalions to pieces. I want to watch him fucking rip through an entire fucking army because he can, because he's just pissed. I want to watch that destruction. I want to see that mayhem. I don't know that we will. And to be honest, you know, thinking back on, let's say, Ragnarok, yeah, he was the champion of Sakaar, but like his only real contest was Thor. Yeah, we didn't see any of the other stuff. Right. Who's going to step up? Ooh, idea. Hercules. Oh. And then they cross over Thor and Hulk. And Hulk with Hercules. Because Because Hercules would give him a run for his money, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah, and and it'd be interesting too, because people said that, from what I've read, Hercules is, his character is more what thor is being in the mcu like that's what hercules is, is apparently written well, like, apparently he's one of thor's like he's one of friend. his nemes- nem- nemesis oh, oh i think there's been there's been two different yeah two different types of interactions they've had i think i've gotcha. definitely heard of ones where they're best friends and other ones where the, yeah they're they're rivals mortal mortal enemies yeah i mean i want to see immortal that go down enemies. but but like picture this back on sakar bruce is going to save jen but the only way he could do that is by going through a gauntlet of whatever, because the Grandmaster's twisted, because, you know, Grandmaster. And the last the last fight in the end is him against 
fucking Hercules, and they ripped that entire stadium to, to fucking pieces. Yeah. Sakarans flying all over the place, shit's on fire, holes everywhere. Hulk comes out all bloodied and shit because, you know, he got the shit knocked out of him, kind of, but he came back in the end like they do in every movie. But does he ever bleed when he does get hit? Hulk bleeds. Yeah? Okay. Hulk definitely bleeds. I remember. Actually, certain Thanos made him bleed. There was light green green Hulk blood on his body. Gamma radiation in its physical form. Right. Yeah. I'd be all about that. That's the movie I want to see. Kevin, call me up, bro. We got ideas. Yeah. Kevin Feige, fan of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's my that's my my take on it so far. Okay. I think um, potentially my theory is so far with what we've been given in that show. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and double down and, and say Sakarans take Jen off world. Bruce has to go find Damn. her in a in a later edition. Damn, this guy is shown like the top of the carrot. <laughs> that's growing out of the ground and he just knows there's a fucking orange thing underneath it that's yeah. that's this guy um that's, that, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you see you see what's there for what it really is um yeah i don't i don't know i definitely think sakar is gonna have definitely a big role in it that part i agree with for sure absolutely yeah. ryan brother I'm ready to hear you rip this thing a new one. <laughs> or, I mean, he's ready to hear your take. Put it back together. Put it together. Put it back uh, together. <clears throat> well, I mean, I overall, I thought the episode was pretty mid. I won't lie. Ooh. I don't think it really did anything special. I think the one thing that it did very well was actually one of the biggest gripes you guys have so far had with it, which was the uh, training scene. I think that they did that perfectly. Um, in comparison at the very least to the rest of the Marvel shows, as that would have typically been delivered over the course of six five-minute intervals once per episode every episode (laughs) in any of the other shows. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's fair. To me, I really like that they did that. I like that they got it out of the way early. I like that they gave us the origin right away here, and we can get on with our lives, move on to uh, actual things that are going down. Um, as for the time frame, I think it was a month uh, for like them getting there and her then going back to being a lawyer at the end. I think it was oh, uh, a flat month. Uh, so it wasn't like it wasn't that long, um, but it was a little while. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, um there were a couple of things that I thought were really just like, if you look at the context of where they deliver certain pieces of dialogue, it makes zero sense for them to say the things that they're saying. And I'll get into that a little later because the, the particular piece of evidence I want to point to does reside a little later in the episode. Um, But I thought, uh, I thought the jokes landed a lot better in this one than most of their other shows. Um, Hawkeye. I do. Pardon? I said Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> mean... <laughs> but like all of them, like Moon Knight as well, I really don't think jokes landed there. I I mean, WandaVision, it, it kind of did it in the first like half of the show because it was kind of meant Des- to be. Designed to be a comedy, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think Loki was well done in that respect as well. But it this I just felt like aside from I, the movies are a bigger issue in this regard, in my opinion. But I okay. think that uh, that this show is doing the comedy pretty well. I don't have any issues with it, and it kind of goes with the themes of the show for it to be a more comedic, um, heavy uh, characters. So that doesn't upset me at all. Although I do hope that uh, they're not going to shy away from um, going slightly darker in certain areas, especially with a character like Hulk. Um, I I do believe that that's a a bare minimum requirement, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, But obviously, like this first episode, (laughs) we didn't really need to see any of that, and I'm happy that they kept it that way uh, a little bit, just so we can then have the rest of these eight episodes dedicated to actual proper storytelling with uh, the introduction to the story being the Sakaar ship that we see at the very beginning of the first episode. Um, and I agree with you guys. I think that that's going to be the one, the one extremely pivotal uh, part of this show is the ship from Sakaar. I think that it's going to have uh, it is going to be the main storyline problem in the show, uh, whatever it may be, whether it's Alex's opinion where uh, he thinks that they're going to take She-Hulk to Sakaar or whether they are uh, going like a more World War Hulk route and it's Hulk's son on the ship or the Grandmaster just trying to take Hulk. Like it could be any of these things, right? Yeah. Um, as for things that I believe kind of take away some points from the episode, um, Ollie had kind of brought this up a little bit, uh, when he was talking about, uh, his thoughts, but the speech that Jen has to Bruce about how, uh, she, she knows better than him to control her anger because she gets catcalled. I, I've, like come on man like look at the context thank you look at the context of where you're delivering this line and understand that not even five minutes before this line was delivered bruce told her that he had been hunted for the last like 20 years right like it use your context you can talk about all of these issues if you would like but under the right context and in my opinion that absolutely was not it Um, aside from that, uh, I agree with you completely, Alex. I think that that end scene in the courtroom was like <laughs> super fucking goofy. I don't and know why that was even there. Is <laughs> like, you could have done anything else with it. It would have been more believable if, uh, if Jen was like randomly mugged on the street. So she turns into the Hulk and like, didn't even have right or doesn't even have to beat them up just pick them up against the wall and have like a crazy one-liner like a funny one-liner and then like drop them and watch them run away yeah, i would have been okay with that just that instead of some faceless uh client that's going to jail that she's trying to put in jail and then a wall busts down and it's some fucking it's like it was so <laughs> so, so cheesy villain. it almost looked like a scene out of kick-ass like it was, right? it was yeah. that cheesy. It looked fucking satirical. Well, wait, hang on. I, I, I don't know why they did that. I didn't like. I get that, that it's a comedy show, but that I think was a little too far. 
She was like a Kmart she, villain. I didn't get that yeah. she broke through the wall. I thought she was the person who was being there in court. And that she oh was... no, sir! You missed that. Oh. She broke. She busted through the wall like she was acting on someone's behalf. Yeah, there was no, there was no client oh being. The, the client was being represented in court, but there was yeah, no client. That's even there. worse. Yeah, I totally agreed <laughs> with like the shoe thing that Alex was talking about, and then like that. Oh, like now you see the real me, but I can still do my job because I'm a lawyer. Um, <laughs> that part, yeah, was corny. But then her breaking out of the wall, like it's some fucking like action movie like shitty action movie from that yeah yeah okay that's kind of a level of absurd i didn't think they'd do yeah, yeah no, I, I mean i just hope that that's <laughs> like intentional and that's what they were going for it wouldn't make it any better in my eyes if that was the case and this was intentionally made to look this goofy but yeah. at least like there would have been a reason for it. Otherwise, I see absolutely no validation to having that scene exist at all. Um, I think overall, though, the the first episode was just kind of boring. I don't think it did anything that really surprised me. The one uh, maybe cool thing that happened we saw in that trailer with the ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was basically it. They they really didn't do anything this episode aside from continue to spoon feed us just like every other yeah. Marvel show. Well, maybe. okay, yeah, and to that point, when they were talking about their genetic code or whatever, and like, oh, we have something in our genes that allow us to process gamma radiation better than everyone else. I'm just like, are you? Are they really fucking doing this again? Like, do they really like? It, maybe it's a comic book thing i don't know but like man how many times have we had that that like oh um it's in your genes you know we just had that with miss marvel that she's a mutant are they gonna yeah suddenly... like you're the special person but i can't yeah. explain Ooh. why like, so it's just been inside you the whole time was jen me... oh was jen a mutant have yeah, jen and bruce been mutants this whole time yeah, that's what I'm wondering is like, are they really going to do this where they have to explain why everyone with superpowers on Earth has their control to superpowers? Is it because they all hold this like gene or whatever? Like, are they going to do something like that? Like, we, we, I don't Dude, know. You like, just they... kind of blew, blew my mind open a little bit. My brain did not go there even once. And now, now I'm like, holy shit, this is how they, this is how they can shoehorn all of the, well, not shoehorn. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like to use I that like, it in positive lens. It, it, it'll it'll be little things here and there instead of like the terrigen mist they'll be like okay you you had the gene but everyone has a different unique thing that activates the gene and gives you your abilities so mm-hmm. you know some people need some kind of tool to harness it you know the 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 wrist things that miss marvel has um or or a death chamber in deadpool <laughs> yeah or or that you have you know <clears throat> gamma radiation introduced into you because and and then the other thing is yeah like jennifer walters has slightly better stuff than than bruce because right. clearly she can control her anger after just one episode of it and yeah so like that part i'm just like okay i i get that it's that i hate the trope that you know they suddenly have better or stronger powers than the person who's had it all their life or whatever like again they did that in miss marvel with fucking kamran and um but this time i'm like maybe they're going somewhere with it but i really want to see them 
pay off rather than it be some stupid corny shoehorn thing and i swear to god if it's just some stupid (laughs) oh we are our family just happens to have better genetics than this or something and it's not like some ultimate end game where kang controlled everyone's genetics back in the day and made heroes so they should all bow to him or something like that and there'd be some kind of big fucking thing with it then you know i'm gonna be like disappointed because like this feels like i'm just seeing another origin story all over again and it's the same one we've seen um (laughs) like 10 times over and like why did they bring this up like hulk is already hulk why couldn't they have just said that oh because bruce banner is able to control his powers and was wearing the inhibitor at the time she got a lower dose and that's why she can control it but no they go this convoluted route of being like our genetics so clearly they're going into something with that they have to be otherwise they're just stupid and like the writing is is just garbage um but who knows i don't know anything about she hulk in the comics maybe there is something like that whatever and so to kind of circle back around to uh what i had mentioned a little earlier and something i had mentioned i was just about to ask um in, in regards to what you were saying there ollie with uh with her being able to um kind of have a, have a much better grasp on her powers very quickly uh there is a part of a comic run that builds off of the world war hulk storyline are you guys familiar with the uh the hulk version of himself called maestro uh i've I, heard, um, it, but I I've heard yeah it. So he's basically he's basically smart Hulk with uh like he 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 basically is normal Hulk I guess but he extracted Bruce's intelligence. Oh. So he's not he's not Bruce in Hulk's body. He's he is Hulk, that Hulk took Bruce Bruce's out. mind and Hulk is controlling Bruce's mind. So it, it's uh like it kind of i guess that's how the body works that's not how the character works it's kind of hard to explain but yeah. it's actually bruce in this like suit thing that he uses within his mind to control the hulk um oh, no kidding it's it's like yeah he basically like traps himself in this little box in his own mind so he can have full uh like he can take over again whenever he yeah. wants but otherwise, he just, like, leaves his mind on autopilot for Hulk to pilot whenever he wants. Oh, uh, and this happens after the events of World War Hulk, where uh, he begins to lose a lot of his family, and he realizes uh, some of the, like, mistakes that he had made killing a lot of the Avengers in the World War Hulk event. Um, in all the meanwhile, Maestro as a character is an evil version of Hulk, one of the worst versions of Hulk, but it's because Bruce himself is put in a very dark place. Uh, in terms of what you were saying earlier as well, Ollie, about, um, Hulk being more of a manifestation of his trauma, uh, in a sense, like it would, it would add some depth to the character in that regard. And I do hope that they uh, kind of bring that up in some way but the general I guess comic explanation is uh, there's this one run uh, also like same run uh, just a different arc I think it's one of the one of the other arcs within the overall World War Hulk storyline uh, but there's another character that's uh, quite important actually probably to the future of the MCU right now as well 
Uh, and that character is called the one above all. Are you guys familiar with that name? No. Are they like the one who sits above the table? I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> or he- Little John Wick sense- joke up in that piece. Sorry, I'm sorry I had to. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, you're honestly not far off. Like, the Watcher exists to watch over the multiverse for this being. This being is the ruler of the multiverse. And they are said to be uh, the ultimate embodiment of creation. Love and good, apparently, as well. Yeah, mostly. But they also have a counterpart called the One Below All. And the one below all is, as you would uh, probably guess, the exact opposite. He is the embodiment of uh, hate and war and all of these things. And during this World War Hulk arc, um, in the time that Bruce is reflecting on the mistakes that he's made and trying to reconcile with the damage he's done as Hulk, he finds himself in uh, this kind of like mindscape where he actually gets to meet the one below all, where that being then tells him that the Hulk is actually the manifestation of its own power being harnessed by the gamma that Bruce took into his body. So that's where the the rage of Hulk comes from, as well as his limitless power, that no matter no matter what, he would always get stronger, no matter, uh, like, as he got angrier. Yeah, that's and honestly... it also explains why Bruce had such a struggle to contain the Hulk initially, um, as it wasn't just another like voice in his head talking. It was the Antichrist of the multiverse. Yeah, interesting. That is so it's... such a cool twist to like Hulk. one uh, one second. I'm not quite done yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this also kind of ties back into something. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I think I had said it to Alex as a like something I wanted to talk about on the episode that we didn't end up recording a couple weeks back. Um, but it was actually in regards to the effects that the snap had on Hulk. And my thought is that he became Professor Hulk or Smart Hulk because he actually did get snapped. And Hulk was fully capable of regenerating his body in order for that not to be dusted uh, because of his invincibility and healing factor. Um, But he couldn't keep his mind intact, which is why Bruce got hold of the body. Yeah. So I think that we're going to see uh, in this show, I think we're going to see it begin to unfold that Hulk returned to the body, which is why Bruce then needs the uh, thing on his wrist um, to keep him in human form. I also think that we saw regular Hulk during the transformation in the first episode of She-Hulk, uh, only for a brief moment before Bruce got it under control. And I think that... Uh, that we're going to have some kind of event that drives Bruce back to normal Hulk, where he's going to start to go through this metamorphosis, meet the uh, the one below all, and eventually um, be trapped within Hulk's body once again. Damn. That's fucking nuts, dude. That is like, man, I thought 
Alex's whole like Sakar coming in and and that storyline mixing with Thor again was was nuts and not really reaching but a fun theory but this is like I'm not saying that I can't see it happen I'm just saying like that would be a lot for this show to do because I feel like yeah I mean like it it is a lot but I I think that this show is just going to set the groundwork for it like I think we're going to see because if it is what I think it is and this is how it's going to play out the large majority of these events are going to take place in a standalone film uh, later on. But what I do think is going to be the catalyst for that is this show, he's going to go full Hulk again and be sent off world by the Avengers. Oh, fuck. Because something happens to Jen. Yeah, maybe. I feel like that would make a lot of sense. Either her or like Wong or... Uh, I mean, I feel like it would have to be her or Wong or maybe Matt Murdock. I don't think Emil would be that well, impactful for it to matter. Or um, Murdock. Well, okay, so when we see Bruce at the beginning of She-Hulk, he has that inhibitor. And then when we see him again in Shang-Chi, he has just like the bracelet with the green light. Clearly something mm-hmm. more advanced. And he's off-world, right? That, that was the whole point of that call. It was all people who were off-world. Otherwise, they would have been there in the Sanctum Sanctorum um, with Wong when he was talking to Shang-Chi. So was Bruce that it? Definitely... I thought that they were... I, I mean, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't have that understanding of the scene. Uh, from uh, Captain Marvel, definitely. But I more understood it as Wong went to go and get him and... Like, they obviously don't live wherever it is that Bruce has been living on this, like, little place out in the middle of nowhere. And Captain Marvel was in space, but that's why those two were on, like, a call thing. Wong has a sling ring. He could just totally bring Bruce into the room. I mean, anybody could do the same thing to Captain Marvel as well, but... Well, I mean, okay, for one thing, it was definitely because they... (laughs) They definitely didn't film them all in the same scene. It was like green screen, and then they just added them in and timed the lines or whatever. But the other thing is that, um, like, yeah, he could do that, but we also haven't seen the sling ring work off-world, right? Like, we've seen it through the multiverse yes, we have. Earth. Where yes, have we, we seen? have. From Titan to Earth. Oh, yeah, Endgame. I suppose. Endgame. On your left. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess it would have had to be everywhere because he brought like a whole fucking army. So, yeah, okay, maybe. But that's but, where that's where Peter swings in from. But but I don't know. He's like I get the I get the vibe because the last time they used those kinds of like hollow walls that they spoke through was when they were off world in Endgame and it was like Rocket and Captain Marvel and whatever. So I feel like I just get the vibe that that's established at this point that every time they use those, it's because they're off world. And that's just, just how they're communicating. Well, yeah, but the, we originally started seeing them as S.H.I.E.L.D. using them in their debriefing rooms with yeah, people actually, from the Pentagon, where? like government Winter Soldier. officials. Winter Soldier? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Uh, that was the, the dude that tries to take over for Fury after they shoot him. Uh, he was using them to tell all of the other government officials that they were launching their, like, carriers into the sky yeah okay project insight i thought that was just the one that 
they could kill all their high risk targets before they did anything high risk. Well, that's what that's what that was. But that's what but, those carriers were. Yeah, but not. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying that that was the name of the holograms that they used to speak through. Oh no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And I thought I remember those holograms being more like just a big projection screen in the air, not like individual people who stood there. Well, it's it but started. I can't remember as well. It started back in the Avengers when Fury was talking to them originally before they decided they were going to fucking nuke New York. Um, yeah, that's true. And they used one. Yep, there. that's a good point. They do use that. They also yeah, use it in well. Endgame at the beginning of the movie where uh, Cap is talking to a whole bunch of the other remaining Avengers from the Avengers. Uh, Damn, why, why you guys gotta like always find like the best ways to nitpick a theory I have <laughs> and like give me like concrete fucking evidence? Like, how I... dare you do that? How dare? <laughs> how dare you give me concrete evidence to the contrary? Like, because I can't sir. let my boy make rookie mistakes. You need to learn. <laughs> You're better than that. We okay. just want to hold you up. I want to hold you up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I would love to. Okay. Well, whatever. They're they're not <laughs> off world. Yeah. I was just trying to support Ryan's theory that he could be off world because there is a time gap between She Hulk and there, obviously, and he still is Bruce Banner. Well, right, but like, where where in that line of time are they? Exhibit. A I think this is. Where... I think this is after Shang Chi. I think these are all different multiverses. Going back to that theory. Oh man, you can't. I had where like no we way. could be different timelines, multiverses, whatever. Kang is fucking with things, and and it's not the heroes we have seen in Endgame, like at least not all of them. I don't know, but something something about that, something about multiverses is in play here. You're a multiverse. And uh, sorry, Ryan, did you have more to say, or did I like tangent again and interrupt you? Uh, I don't really think so. I, I okay. think I was. Uh, I think I was done. Well, okay. Well, two things that I have a question about. Um, one, that chick that flew through the wall at the end of the episode. Who the fuck was that? Like, I get that no the idea. actresses and whatever, and what they call her in the promo shots or whatever. But like, I don't know if we've seen too much of other heroes and villains aside from mainland titles, you know, like when, whenever they introduce people like that, they've always been, their origin has always revolved around the character that is the protagonist of the movie. We haven't, have we seen too much yet where they're like, Oh yeah, this hero kind of exists in the background and you hear about them. Cause like, who is this chick who has like clearly, very clearly superpowers. No, I don't think so. Like, the most that we've ever gotten in that respect was, like, in Civil War when they're talking about Ant-Man and they're like, I know a guy, and then they just go and meet him a couple minutes later. Yeah. Like, there's never, like, That's true. big name drops or anything where they only come around to it, like, after a years uh, of just making, like, little digs at the character. Yeah. So wait, what I don't if think they've ever Sa done that. What if she's a Sakarian bounty hunter or whatever? Like, did we? I mean, that possible. Because what yeah. I assumed when I saw her behind the scenes shoots of Jamila Jamil in the courtroom was I assumed she was just another lawyer, and it was going to be lawyer versus lawyer of these superheroes or whatever, or super villain versus superhero. 
And I was just like, oh, this might actually be an interesting show if it's going to be like following a case and then like them somehow dealing with that at the same time being obvious superheroes. Because, you know, when you see something like Daredevil and he's involved with some of the cases that he did in the three seasons, people don't know that he's playing some hand in what's going on here. But then them as heroes and being lawyers, it's very clearly that it's a fine line to toe across if you start playing hero and you're involved in the law somehow like this. So I thought that that's what could be where the show is going. But now that I, that she's kind of just thrown in there and we were talking about how Sakar could be more involved in this, like, yeah, what if she's just another Sakar bounty hunter, whatever that would explain why she's kind of like strong. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess I don't, I honestly don't think that we're ever going to hear about that person again, though. I think it was Titania. just, I'm like, Titania, I think it was just some little spoof thing at the end of the episode, and we're never, oh, we're never God, even going to, like, acknowledge that I feel that like this happened. has to fucking lead into episode two or something, where she's interviewing her in, in the jail cell and being like, why did you attack me or something? Like, I feel like you have to do that at this point. It can't just be like, oh, look at her fend off heroes as she tries to do her job, because then I feel like that's just so diminutive of this character. But yeah, I mean, you could be right. I have no idea how this is going to play in the in going forward. But so apparently, Titania is one of She-Hulk's rivals. Okay, so she is some. I'm kind of like skimming through rivals. through the characters. Does she so have... Mary Mary McFerrin McFerrin, okay, um, is her alter ego. What what's her like origin of powers? I'm trying to get there. One sec. I've got early about. life. She had a stint in Secret Wars, and then Ooh. I guess as I'm as I skimmed through it, I read that when she gained her powers, she tested it out first against She Hulk, which actually sparked a long a long term rivalry between the two. Interesting. So I don't think this is the last we'll see of her if that if they're gonna hold true yeah. to that. She hmm. could be like the villain until, you know, the red herring is lifted and whatever. But um going along those lines of her maybe being she's uh sorry, she's got superhuman stuff. strength, stamina, durability. She's pretty much just a superhuman. Okay. And a formidable hand to hand combatant apparently. Hey, that's sounding a lot like U.S. Agent there, you know, with the whole Super Soldier serum, and it's basically what he is, right? Yeah, um, she also has a jetpack in the comics, just saying. Interesting. Um, <laughs> wow, cool. <laughs> How futuristic. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. But anyways, I'm thinking, before thinking Sakara's behind this, and then now I'm bringing up that, oh, maybe she's involved with that too somehow. That doesn't mean that she hasn't been employed somehow by the Grand Master. We don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if the whole car thing and what sets off Hulk going the whole Planet Hulk, World War Hulk angle is what if this is all a red herring and Sakaar, yeah, sure, the next movie could take place and do what Alex said with Thor and, and Hulk, but what if... Um, what if this is all like a machination made by Kang to manipulate the Avengers and weaken them and split them as he does his whole multiverse takeover thing, you know? And like, what if he just is pulling the strings to have Sakaar and the Grandmaster oh. 
like go after Hulk and continue to push him this way and and you know just something could be there like what if you know one day when we see that Avengers um Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars movie we'll see that Kang was pulling strings or what if you know just ignoring Kang for a second this has to do something with the scroll and and them trying to get at some angle here and we're actually starting to see some kind of scroll invasion slowly happening and I don't know like if we like if if I just think of the big context and how the original um not the original but like the whole infinity saga was very little here and there where they started connecting the dots and then they very rapidly quickly got to like whole infinity war endgame thing um what if they kind of learned from that quote-unquote mistake and this phase of the mcu where they're trying to get uh to those big endgame level movies is there being a little bit more deliberate about the things that they're dropping in here and having a master manipulator master tactician like kang be the big villain where he also alters multiverses how he wants you to take control we're slowly starting to see some of that where he's putting influence in different things and then at the end you'll see how every single thing connected to to some degree sure well as far as titania goes she apparently is going to be in every episode really According huh. to J- Jamila's um, kind of, IMDb. I'm kind of picturing a whole, um, you know, Colby Smulders character in How I Met Your Mother with her co-worker Patrice. And Titania is Patrice. And um, She-Hulk is going to be um, at uh, Robin. And it's just going to be like, nobody asks you, Patrice, kind of energy to it. And like Titania is just oh, going to yeah. be this fly that she just like she'll just away. jump in get punched once disappear yeah. for the rest of the episode yeah God, I it'll, hope it'll not. just be the fucking gag of the show or I showing up i hope this will be a proper fucking rivalry and they're just gonna beat the shit out of each other every every episode or every other episode like a proper so, villain yeah hulk gets abomination she hulk gets titania hmm hell yeah What if this? What if Sakarans do take Jen off world? Bruce has to go save her. But all of a sudden, boom, Kang is there because Kang is everywhere. He and the Grandmaster are definitely in bed together. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah. Right? Right? See that. Then. In a completely unrelated but related topic, it just so happens that Captain Marvel was on Sakaar, and then she snapped and traded places with Kamala Khan. So now Kamala is on Sakaar for no reason. This is just a wild, yeah. And then Thor left field. Thor is not there. He's not there at all. Thor is long gone. If we're going to introduce any kind of person with a hammer i think it's going to be beta ray bill oh, okay but i'm still going to go with my original theory i mean beta ray bill could be one of the fucking one of the grandmaster's new pantheon of champions that bruce has to fight to save jen well, but here's the they... thing yeah go on. here's the thing bruce has been so focused on being smart hulk and bruce this whole time 
what if every time he fights he rages out little by little slowly cracking open that vault in his head that's been keeping hulk at bay bleeding into ryan's theory of uh of how we got to see a little bit of normal hulk for a split second there what if that's what slowly becomes the catalyst over time that brings the hulk back into play then the grandmaster in a fit of rage because hulk beat the fuck out of everybody because eventually he gets to hercules and goes full hulk on this motherfucker and they have the battle to end all battles and then he kills jen or does something stupid with jen and that's what unleashes the hulk and that's what shit goes nuts my man i feel like you're Hmm. You but I also to... like Ryan's. I also like Ryan's bit where something may happen here, and he hulks out, and then they just ship him off. And he I gets mean, picked up by a car and ship anyway. <laughs> yeah, whether or not the details are anything like that, I definitely feel like we're going that that way. We have to be with his character. Why is so Miss Marvel there? No one knows. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that'd be like a fun way to do it. I won't say that that is an outlandish theory because with what little we know. For all we know, that could be what's going on. And there to is to be honest, I would like that better than her just like being dropped in the middle of nowhere with nobody else that we know in a planet that we don't know yeah. anything about. Right. I think that, that that makes for a more entertaining story to me than her just randomly being somewhere all alone. Right. Yeah. And she'll be the one that saves Jen in the end. And then Captain Marvel will show up because she'll realize what had happened. And then she'll take Jen and Kamala to safety while Hulk goes, while Hulk can, and then becomes the leader of Sakaar, has a kid. They can, they can blend this story whichever fucking way they want. The, yeah. the, 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 the whole World War Hulk doesn't have to necessarily be true to, true to, let's say, scripture. I'm going to use the word scripture for, for, for comics here. <laughs> it doesn't have to be true yeah. to scripture. Um, because they, Marvel studios, they twist shit all the fucking time. So why not? We could still have Hulk having a kid, but maybe that's not the entire catalyst that starts World War Hulk. Maybe there's something else that goes on. I don't know. I'm just saying like my head is now kind of like spinning with ideas of where, where things can get in. I don't know what happens to Kang during all of this, but maybe this is deliberate. Maybe he's, he's playing the long game to get Hulk to Hulk out so that he can send him back to earth in a rage state and conquer earth that way. Mic drop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at the very least, that's great fanfic. Like you could be reading off one of those. Dude, that is the nerdy comic book version of cool story, bro. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool savage. Fanfic, dude. <laughs> savage. I mean, I mean, Next again, time, just tell me to shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, no, no, no. Like, like, we're allowed to geek out and have fun with this. I'm not shaming that at all. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like liking where your mind is going. It's like, damn, dude. Like, too many places at once. Dude, yeah. yeah, whatever. It's probably, you know what? Like, we'll. I, I doubt they'll mess up this phase of the MCU getting to Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars or whatever, but like, let's say they totally God, I hope this they one. Do. We'll come back to Oof. this episode and your theory, and we'll be like, yeah, they sh- yeah, Kevin Feige should have hired him. 
Like, <laughs> so we'll we'll save that one, the judgment some, till the end. Some nobody stoner. Episode one hundred when or no three hundred when we're there at uh, Secret Wars. You, you know, we are going to have a big episode coming up. Um, give me two seconds so I can get the For date. Thirty eighth anniversary episode. Just kidding. No, but for our one-year anniversary. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'll be around this time. Wasn't it, like, early September? Yeah. As soon as I get eyes. Oh, you don't remember our anniversary, baby? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? ADHD. (laughs) Oh, all it says is September. I don't even have a proper date. So September 2021. (laughs) I'm sure I might have seen it. But it was like, if I'm not not mistaken, it actually might, might actually be in my phone. One sec. September seventh, twenty twenty one. Whoa! Was when our first episode aired. What a but remember, part. it was supposed to air two weeks prior. That's true. Yep. But Matt one forgot, uh, and then two something. I had to. I had to tweak something. The file was too large, or something weird. Well, I don't remember. As far as anniversary dates go september 7th would give us some time to prepare and i feel like that's a good date well what do we what do we do for that well let's not spoil it for our viewers right now we have some time to figure that out behind the well then we better then we should figure that out kind of soon so we can actually plan something yeah we got like two and a half weeks yeah and i'm I'm off that day i'm off that day Hold on, what is the 7th? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Of course it's a Wednesday. Could be something cool like a Saturday or a... Yeah, well... Let me take a look here at my my worky sketty. Ryan, you got anything... Sketty, schedule. Ryan, you got anything anything more to add to the she-hulkiness? Garbage. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm off that uh... Ooh... Yeah, I think uh, I think I said all I needed to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you loved it. You, you will buy the DVD box set when it comes out and sleep. With it he's gonna get below. he's gonna get the Funko yeah. when it drops. Of all course, the Funkos, of course. yeah. I might steal it. I wonder if they're gonna give her any <laughs> any like suit because doesn't she wear like a striped like white and purple thing? Or am I just making that up? I think we, uh, I think we think saw we... it in the trailer, didn't we? Yeah, like that oh. real spandexy. It was like black, purple, and grayish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Maybe then. Then they did. Maybe I did see that trailer, and that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. She'll but... get a. She'll get a super suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or maybe she will. it was like a black and yellow suit. I feel like at one point I've seen her in. I can't. Black remember. and yellow. Black I feel and like yellow. She had black some and yellow. Dark suit. Um. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of debating if I have the time to watch the episode uh, this time. We'll we'll see. Maybe not. I say sleep. I'll feel better about right. it. Right. I say give the second episode a chance, and if you don't like it there, then you know what, Ryan and I will we'll, we'll carry the torch. Ahead. Yeah, and then yeah. you guys can fill me in, and I will have What's outlandish what? theories about things that I didn't watch. <laughs> I'll read from fanfic. Hey, How about if, that? Be my only if it's I'll from my some, fanfic. Yeah, I'll find some. I'll find some to read and share it with you guys. I I'll try and find writing. the most ridiculous theories, and and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Keeping up 
with Marvel. We're going to segue into a little bit of Spider-Man. Spooderman. Spooderman. Yeah. I don't I really don't like when people call spiders spooters. It just sounds disgusting. I I know for me personally. It's too close that, to pooter. That comes from all those those Donald Duck weird fucking comic strips if you know what i mean sure and and there was a spider-man one where it was a crudely drawn spider-man and it was spooderman or something like that i don't know if you guys ever came across those on the internet that was like i don't think it was like the whole poland ball thing but with like this weirdly drawn like goofy memes i think the original was like donald duck and goofy and it was very crude like crass like weird i don't know like humor sure. with it. It was, yeah. it was a part. It was rage comics. No, that's not a rage comic. But like, no, I know but what that's you... what the meme became after it was made. When it became a meme, it became part of rage comics. But that was not originally how it was made. You, you are right. That oh, okay. your I don't know the exact uh, timeline. thing, like it was from an old Donald Duck like drawing. Yeah. And it was just a fucked up looking Spider-Man and it was, yeah, yeah it just became part of Rage too. Comics later on. But it was oh, in that time frame of uh of Wait, memes. by Rage Comics, is this like a, a lolcats kind of website or something? Or No, or... no, like Rage Comics is a genre of meme. It's yeah, like those shitty like yeah um, like four by it's like a four like screen split in four oh, ways with a fucking troll face is. like looking characters okay. and all that. Gotcha. And Rage comics is a genre. I always it's just, not just like a comic. I always just thought it was what we called those comics where it would just have the person's face in the last panel, like the crudely drawn photo of the guy or the girl, and they would be like, like that, and just like really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it is. It, that's exactly what it is. But it's all of those. Like oh, there's there's yeah. nothing else that requires uh, that like that it requires to be called a Rage and, comic other yeah. than that. And troll face so, yeah. and all that. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. I didn't know it was looped in, <laughs> like, into all of that, but I can kind of see it now. But, yeah, okay, gross. Anyways, Spider-Man. For for, for me, though, like, I, I'm, one, I, I had no idea what Spooderman was. Or now that I've looked up both Spooderman and Rage Comics, I'm like, oh, I know what this shit is. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. But for me, I'm part of a, a, a spider group on facebook to help me deal with my yes to help me deal with my issues with spiders um and it has actually helped me greatly oh dude i used to like freak the fuck out it was always like kill on sight and fucking like angry like hulk out on a spider that's fair that's not that's not an appropriate behavior spiders are really good for the the environment that's what it is right but yeah Um, exactly it is is incredibly irrational i'm a human being I'm a human being. I am a million times the size of a fucking household spider. It makes zero sense that a human being and a strong man such as myself should be so afraid of something so little. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying people who have arachnophobia are ridiculous. I'm just saying I feel that for me to be afraid of something like that is ridiculous. But everybody's got weird weird fears. It's probably also innate because, like, through the, you know, millions of years of evolution, spiders have been around and have been predator to, like, most things. So you're kind of... They have. And they used to be much larger than they are now, which freaks me out a small bit. But that, you know, is what it is. That's prehistoric times. Yeah. Um, 
and they're like they're creepy like they yeah, move them, all weird like and they're they're and hydraulic and why can't you have normal lungs like the rest of us like fuck well, off right and they shoot fucking webbing out of their ass yeah like endless endless webbing endless yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous you got to run out of resources at some point right yeah which is i don't um, know <laughs> yeah which yeah which reminds me of the whole like toby Maguire spider-man having like it come out of his wrist and wasn't there some gag about that in the latest tom holland movie where they were just like that comes out of your wrist or am i just imagining that yeah no that like, was part of uh yeah that was part of the uh like when they were in geez. the science lab. when they were on the no was it on the science lab or were they talking about it when they were on top of the statue Oh, it could have been at one the or end. Two. I know it was at near the end of the movie. And they're like, it comes out of you? Like Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. It was when they were on the <laughs> before the fight happened, I think they were talking about right. it. Yeah. And uh, uh, but this group I find sorry, I don't want to I don't want to derail oh, no, too no. too fucking hard before we come back. This group sometimes will refer to spiders as spoods, and I really don't spoods. like it. It bothers oh. me. Oh, I I'm see like, what you mean. Yeah, like don't it's it sounds it sounds like baby talk. Let's not let's not do that. Yeah, it's we're, like how we're people have here. issue with doggo when people talk about their pets or fur baby or something like that. Just diminutives that feel unnecessary. Right, right. Um, spoods for whatever reason just bothers me. So that's where where I gotcha. take issue with that. Don't remember how we got here, but I'll tell you where we're going. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, was we originally released on the on the PlayStation a couple of years ago. Yeah, did recently get a remaster and a release uh, for PC and PlayStation Five. Boo, PlayStation! Just kidding. Love PlayStation. Um, I can actually confirm that I do think the PlayStation is is kind of cool. Uh, after you uh, had brought it here and we played it there for for a little while, there actually, I, I dig it. Yeah, it's definitely a different kind of vibe. Oh yeah, and you can like you can really feel it right away too. Like it's just yeah. a whole other, like it's like for me. I feel like PlayStation Five is like the hoity-toity uppity fucking, like that upper. It's got that upper class feel. It's yeah, ugly. Which is exactly what they're going for. It's ugly, but man, does it perform. Yeah. Um. And then the Xbox is just kind of like the fun-loving whatever. Like, we can still perform. We just don't. We're not. We're more social. We're more. Everybody can play fucking Xbox. And you can play it everywhere. Because now they've got uh, uh, xCloud streaming. And fucking Game Pass keeps getting bigger and bigger. Where I feel like playstation's kind of like they're their own their own class and i can understand to a degree why some people perceive playstation folk um as a bit snobbish it comes to the territory man like you you really yeah. are paying for an experience when you get a playstation like you are you're buying a console to play fucking these these incredible first party studio single player experiences they're knocking this out of the park. Sony's got a good thing going. They've got The Last of Us. They've got God of War. They've got Ratchet and Clank. They've got all these big giant titles um, that they keep just they keep winning. Yeah. And and I can see I can see now I can see why and I can see how there's such a divide between PlayStation and Xbox. I will still always be a Microsoft fan because. That's like that's where the majority of my fun comes from. 
but I, I get it. PlayStation folk, if you're listening, I get it now. I understand. Yeah, and uh, personally, I will have all the more reason to really enjoy PlayStation versus Xbox now that they've announced that the VR headset, the second version, is coming out early 2023. So I'm looking forward to that because I want to get the whole VR space, and it's kind of cheaper to get, like, the headset for this than it is to upgrade my PC and then get, like, one of the really good ones for PC. Um, Right. And yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with that. And it'd be great if they did a fucking Spider-Man game with it. Um, well, I mean, go on. Let's let's talk about let's talk about this Spider-Man game now because yeah. both you and Ryan have played it. Ollie, you've uh, you beat it. Yeah, just recently. And and Ryan's still only a percentage of the way of the way through it. You said fifty, like but 50, like that's quite a significant percentage in my eyes. But I thought you, you made it sound earlier when we were talking before the yeah, show that the part of that is because of yeah. collectibles and stuff, right? Yeah, I, and I'll say now I, I believe so because I'm basically still at the point where every story mission that I'm doing is giving me access to more collectibles. And I just did the one that was the original like showcase with the fallen crane and all of that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm I'm still, like, what seems to be pretty early. I've only just actually been shown who the villain is behind the demons and all that. Is it negative, man? I haven't done much. But what I have already done is uh, I have every available collectible to me. Uh, and because of that, I've already got full access to the Black Cat DLC because oh, uh, nice. she is part of the collectibles. I don't think okay. I'm uh, going to do it anytime soon. At yeah. least, like, I'll beat the rest of the game first to avoid potential spoilers or anything. Um, but I, in, in terms of actual story progression, I don't think I'm very far in. Well, okay, I'm curious how you got access to that DLC, because I also have the DLC. It comes with the PlayStation Plus thing. But I've beaten all the Black Cat stuff that they have in the game, but it still doesn't give me, like, access to the the dlc part of it like well like you went and you found all the cat yeah. statues yeah after like that, that happened for me it gave me a mission that i could do uh and it, it was just like part of a side mission where i went to the place that uh she had been staying to find out what she was actually up to and then as soon as i beat that mission it gave me a, a pop-up on my menu bar that uh dlc content was available oh Damn. that's weird because huh, I've downloaded it, but I don't know how why it doesn't like activate, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do to. So I'm gonna have to Google that. But interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not too sure. The remaster just comes with all the DLC, so I yeah. think it just so unlocks uh, by quest the remaster uh, completion. Yeah, because I I always assumed that the remaster, at least on PlayStation, you could literally only get it when it was bundled with the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which made the game like $80 instead of like 40 or $50, which is just what I, I wanted oh, to get. It was like Spider-Man 70 game. Yeah, it's probably a little like bit 70. different on PC, but yeah, and I'm pretty sure I would always try to find it on sale because you literally could not get the remastered version without buying the Miles Morales like... Uh, ultimate version or something like that which was annoying because hmm. i when i want to buy a game i don't want to like get grouped into buying all the other games associated with it i want to buy the game that i want to play now and then see if it's worth my time later on um, yeah that's why i never few... bought cod 4 when it was remastered because it was attached to some other new cod game that year yeah yeah like something I totally get like that, that. 
so um yeah and anyways um I, I so i don't know if i have that but it does give me all the three dlc stories or something like that um, but I was just going to say that I'm pretty sure like 40% of the campaign percentage that it shows you is definitely like collectibles and the beat em up missions at the different bases and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that now that I, I got to a point where I felt I was super early in the game and I was at like 48% complete because of those collectibles. And then now that I beat the game, I'm at 90%, I think. And I still have okay. some collectibles and things to do, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it, it. It once you see that, you realize just how little story missions there are. I think there's only like twenty story missions or something like that. But it just feels drawn out because they make you play a few side missions before the next one activates. Um, but yeah, it's very easy yeah. to catch up on that percentage once you get momentum in the game. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm curious to hear your thoughts now that you're at fifty percent. I mean, I've been really enjoying it, but like I said, a lot of what I've been doing is just running around collecting things, and I'm doing that mostly because I have been having a lot of fun doing it. It's just fun to swing around in this game and just do not really a lot of anything. (laughs) See how fast you can go and see like the how fast you can get your combo bar to build up from your uh your different like swinging techniques and all yeah, that okay, it's I was gonna just ask if fun to that. do yeah that is really oh fun. yeah i regret not getting that earlier i know it's not that much of an xp boost it's like two per trick but you can group them together and then you unlock these like other tricks and it's just kind of nifty it's like a little easter egg or mini game in and of itself um, yeah i i'm really liking doing stuff like that and it, it, it takes uh I'll actually find myself like going to a mission and then I'll just get a little caught up with doing nothing and swing around that I'll just completely miss objective points and go like kilometers in the other direction. Oh, I know. Just because yeah. I'm swinging around, like not paying attention. And I so I much like fun. That. Yeah. It's, it's like probably like, I can't even think of too many games, if at all, another game, maybe you guys can that, that makes exploring the map and every inch of it actually like fun and interesting yeah i mean to be honest i i can't name another one that that lives up to the standard that this game is kind of set for me right now yeah Um, and and it's not even that it's like it seems super simplistic the the movement but it's actually it, it can be kind of complex in certain scenarios where you're you know, you can't just swing to whatever floating platform in the air that's invisible. You have to actually be surrounded by buildings yeah. in order to, uh, to use certain things. Or like your that. web poles, where you have to be close enough in distance to a building. Otherwise, you can't reach it. And you yeah. can actually move your cursor around to aim at specific spots to get better, like, boost jump timings off of buildings and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's really in depth for how simplistic it seems from just watching it, uh, to actually playing it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Though there are sometimes in missions where I felt the swinging mechanic really did not work in them, or like what just really up the difficulty and like 
if there was if you didn't time it right with your swing it was really hard to like get the momentum you wanted and you, I, you might know what yeah I mean. i've run into that a couple of times yeah. as well and and it just it's a little bit frustrating when it happens but you get it because it's such a you know it's like if you tow the line and make it unrealistic and you can just do your web wherever then it stops being feeling like you are actually spider-man and you know it's just it's a little bit immersion breaking mm-hmm. i could feel um yeah i totally yeah, agree yeah it definitely worked more than it didn't work um mm-hmm. and i think my my kind of like only i don't know sorry if you're done talking so oh yeah no that's i I, like i'm not far enough in to have an opinion on the story or anything yet and i I, didn't watch this uh game before like i'm playing it now so everything to me is new i don't know anything that happens in this game yeah okay so um this isn't really a story thing yet maybe i'll get to that a little later but um my my only main issue with the game is the combat I find it very dry, um, and I I found no matter how much I tried to remind myself about the different gadgets and like ways I could use them, I really never went out of my way to use more than like two gadgets, if at all, that I remember to use them. Like when I'm playing like a beat 'em up kind of game like this, like I wanna like be in there and fight. And they really didn't make it easy for you to quick select different gadgets. You had to open the wheel every time. And then sometimes, I don't, I, if it was between cutscenes or missions or what, but it would reset what one you put on your hotkey. So I'd be in the middle of a battle and I'm like, oh, I'm going to use my impact web here and like knock this guy to the wall. It would suddenly be like the regular web shot, and I would do like one weak, measly thing, and then I would get bulldozed over and lose like my <laughs> 50 hit combo. And I've had like, that happen so many fucking like, times. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And, I, and I'm just like, man, like even the first Arkham game <clears throat> did this seamlessly, where like you could just, there was like right trigger X, right trigger Y, and like another one, right trigger, right bumper. I don't know, but like it. You know, you had your three or four different, like, finisher moves um, that you could do like that. Um, and and I kind of felt very reminiscent of Arkham Origins in the level of combat because they tweaked with the timing in every single Arkham game. And this is probably the one game that, for me, I treated like uh, an eSport where, like, I was super into playing the Arkham uh, fighting mini games like all the time like i would switch between all four of the games on pc at the end of mm-hmm. like when i got home from school and i would just play that for hours like i love those and i ended up finding that for me arkham arkham uh, city had the best combat because it just the timing was a lot better the free flow was better and i just it just clicked with me better and I'm kind of getting Arkham Origins vibes where they really tweaked with the timing so that if two people were swinging at you at the same time and you dodged, you dodge one but dodge straight into the other guy's punch or something like that. And I felt like this happened mm-hmm. in this game a lot to me. Like it was just if you weren't swinging and trying to get away from people, you would just get punched by eight guys at once even if you press the dodge button like it it got a little frustrating and then especially with the energy weapons like some of the bigger like the uh yeah the like brute type demon guys have where they have that big like ground slam 
Yeah. And that that move is actually impossible to dodge as far yeah. as I can tell because you yeah. dodge the initial like slam but then the waves go out everywhere and if you can try and jump up above it yeah and even if you're not on the ground you still take a little bit of damage for some reason yeah i agree and so for a game that to me is almost you know kind of walking in the footsteps of arkham because you know mm -hmm. it, it has the whole combo counter it has the free flow combat like arkham had it just tweaked things enough to be different from it and set itself apart but like in a bad way i think like they they tried so hard maybe not to be like that to mimic it exactly but in so doing they made the combat like not that fun so it's that whole like not being able to dodge thing and then um the combos weren't that great either like i was hoping you know i, I feel like maybe previous spider-man games have done this i can't really remember but I was hoping for an actual like, oh, square, square, triangle, and I could do like a different kind of combo than before. But it was very bare bones. It was like square is like hit, hold square is to launch in the air, and then triangle is just to use your web to like spin guys around and whatever. And I could never yeah. get the hang of spinning people around once I got them on my web. Like it was the getting them on the web to spin around thing that would mess me up like when you use triangle i found a lot of the times people would just hit you and like it would ruin what you were trying to do and it just didn't become fun and then you meet a lot of mini bosses or just enemies that you're supposed to stun to be able to get to actually hit them and what i ended up finding was it was literally more convenient and easier just to grab something in the environment to hit them than to me remember and try to aim when i'm swinging with the the thing i'm supposed to use to stun them because like mm -hmm. that sh that fight you have with shocker like you know there was nothing in the environment to do that and um except you know like maybe that's a bad example because um how it ended up go the fight going later on but yeah it's um there's been a few boss battles where i'm just grabbing something in the environment to throw because maybe they the even the creators of the game realize that it can be a little annoying to use your actual like gadgets to stun people it doesn't always work too well in, in the midst of combat and it slows time down a little for you to choose but still it's it it gives you that like aiming reticle when you're on the move and you can't you can't use that properly it just ends up like going through their hitbox or something and and so I just yeah, felt like it the, was... the aim assist on it, even on mouse and keyboard, the aim assist is insane. It will just like, it's made me do full 90 degree turns before to complete opposite directions of things that'll just yeah. latch onto for no reason. Yeah. And, and I find I it really that... hard to use in combat. Like yeah, the only found... combat gadgets that I actually ever touch are the, uh, the big web, the one that like sticks people in one shot. Yeah, and then sometimes the smaller webs, um, if I run out of the big webs, but that's it. Like oh. I never use the bomb. I almost never use the trip mine. I I just I find that there, it doesn't matter, and there's almost no need to be stealthy. So unlike the Arkham games where you can use your gadgets to amplify your stealth skill and all of that, and make it so that you have alternative options to completing missions through that way. It doesn't feel rewarding to do that in this game. The gadgets yeah. don't feel like it's really you that are taking down the enemies with your superior intellect. Like it feels like you are in Arkham. 
it just feels like you stuck this dude to a wall and nobody else noticed. Yeah, exactly. Like, I felt like they introduced this combo counter and stuff, but then they didn't, like, give you a reason to care about it. Like, sure, it gives Mm -hmm. you focus and you could heal with it eventually, but, like, it just didn't feel like I was pushed in the direction to want to fight good. It was just, like, swing away, punch somebody, then do it. And I found the most frustrating was the jetpack guys because I would be swinging and I would launch at them. But then when you're in the air and then they hit you back after three or four punches, you can't dodge that. So it's like you're, it te- the game teaches you to swing and hit. And then, like like you said, with the camera angles, it would snap me in when I swung so that like I wouldn't be staring at the same guy and I'd land on the ground and there'd be a pause in what I was trying to do when I was trying to swing up and go for that guy. Now I have to pan my camera around to see where he flew to and then I have to... So it just got like really tedious and and I mean, I'm definitely like over-exaggerating it. It was still like fun to play, but like, yeah, I just felt the combat was nowhere near the level like i felt that arkham asylum had better combat than this and that game was like so much older and they definitely (laughs) could have like fleshed out the combat in this game a little bit better i think that was its major weakness for me was the combat. yeah i I agree with i agree with that point and i definitely think that its strongest suit is its mobility um and that's why i've taken such a liking to just going around and getting the collectibles instead of doing a bunch of story missions yeah but i don't think it's nearly enough for me to not enjoy the game i still really do like it and i i I agree that i think it's a lot more bare bones of a combat system but i don't think it's terrible i still think it can be pretty fun and a lot of the combos and finishers and everything like you can still string them together in ways that uh feel really cool especially when you learn how to do some of the like bouncing off the wall attacks that you can kind of direct to to a little bit of an extent um but overall like i i did really like the game uh to the point that i'm at i don't have any anything i can say in terms of story because i am obviously like not far enough in yet but overall i would probably give the game an eight damn that's good to yeah yeah i mean overall i'd absolutely give the game something that high by the end of it like mind you it's so easy to critique and say what went wrong and it's much harder to say what went right because when games go right you don't really realize that oh it's this aspect that i really like about this game you know it's not as easy to see that kind of thing it's much easier to see what sets it apart from a different game that you don't like um so yeah, like I, I do I did have like some minor gripes with the story and you know, we'll see if you get them too. They're they're I would say they're quite minor. Nothing crazy. It was it was overall a good story. Um and I'm curious where they go with it. They're they've definitely kind of I see their influence from current MCU and I also see where they're trying to step away from anything to do with the mcu like obviously it's not that hard to step away from it because they've already established that it's quite their own thing but there are some liberties that um they're going away from they're that they're taking and going with um that's made clear by the end of the game so i like that yeah i think it's going to be quite an interesting thing that they're doing because i think it's also them sucker punch studios that's doing the wolverine game that's also in development 
Yes. I believe um, so. So there, But there I mean, I feel like we'll definitely talk about it more once I've actually beat the game. Yeah. And yeah, uh, but... or even maybe if Alex now decides to pick it up after hearing the conversation, like yeah. wait until he's through it and whatever and we can have a oh, proper no, discussion but, with I mean, uh, without spoilers you. or anything. I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going ahead and saying this and this is not going to be a spoiler, but the game doesn't really it has nods to other Marvel properties, but it doesn't really go into anything that isn't Spider-Man related. So, you know, like it's it's every most of the villains you see in this game are going to be things that you already know to associate them with Spider-Man. Um, so it doesn't try to go too far away from its roots. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that, like, knowing that they're doing Wolverine in the future, it does sound like they're trying to maybe build their own kind of gaming universe with this. And, like, I'm looking forward to what they're doing with it because the liberties they're taking are quite interesting to me. I agree. I agree completely. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. Like, it, it is a great game um you know i know you talked about sony exclusives earlier and that they're they're hitting it at, out of the park and while i i totally agree that that's true um i just want to comment more so on like the whole people thinking sony games are better than microsoft games i'm gonna go ahead and say like there's still flaws like they're not perfect um like case in point i wasn't such a big fan of horizon zero dawn and I know that that's like blown up and like everybody loves it, but like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you're just an Xbox person and not necessarily anti PlayStation, um, or you just don't happen to have any interest in PlayStation right now, like there's, it's not like you're missing out on stuff. It's just that there's something for everybody. And if you get into these Sony games, they're, they're great. Um, just as good as what we get on Xbox too. Like, like I think that there shouldn't be any reason we have this whole Xbox versus PlayStation thing. Like, I think that we're we're getting we're getting good games on both consoles. Well, absolutely, but I can see where the divide happens and why people think one is better than the other. Yeah, it's um to me the first thing that I notice is that PlayStation games are more theatrical. If that makes sense, that makes sense. Like, yeah, they're like think of Detroit Become Human and um what was that murder mystery game Heavy Rain? Yeah, like those games. Like that's what oh, I picture. Man, heavy Rain. I love Heavy Rain. Yeah, like when I when I think PlayStation exclusive, that's what I picture and and I see that with Spider-Man. Like I'd play this game and know this was not a Microsoft game. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. Just sticks out. Okay. Um if there's nothing further then. Jesus Christ, where's my head at? Shoutouts! Ha ha, there we go. Shoutouts to Joy, of course, over at Blind Knowledge. He helps promote us and puts our stuff out on the internet. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we're part of that network. Go check out Blind Knowledge. they got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Ryan, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? You guys can find me uh, on Twitch and Instagram at Synthetic7S streaming sundays to wednesdays every week cool ollie people want to find you wherever they can find ryan on his streams but uh for real at oliver.hruiz uh, on instagram 
cool beans. And if you want to find me, you can on uh, both Twitter and Instagram at the real Snurfin on Twitter at Snurfin on Instagram. And if you want to find us as a podcast, you can uh, on both Instagram and Twitter at Nerdy Nomicron. And uh, yeah, this concludes the show. Enjoy that outro. Till next time. Peace. Yeah. All right. Peace. Have a good night.